this is the Medevac Podcast, powered by the Robert Irvine Foundation, whose mission is to support and strengthen the physical and mental well-being of our nation's heroes and their families. They provide them with life-changing opportunities, resources, and support through food, wellness, community, and financial support programs. I'm one of your hosts, David Reed. And I'm your other host, Christian Myers. If you guys are new to the Medevac Podcast, keep in mind, there's a price for the show. You have to share it with a friend or family member if you get something out of today's episode. So uh, keep in mind, keep that in mind, and uh, share it. Excellent. On so the social we, stuff. We have no guests today. <laughs> no guests today. We are. This is part two, a uh, little continuation of uh, mine and Dave's last episode. So if you guys tuned in last time, you'll know that we spoke a, a little bit about what's been going on with the Medevac podcast, our new sponsors. Um, the, you know, continuing with Black Rifle Coffee, they've been an excellent uh, support network, bringing on the Robert Irvine Foundation. And we also dove into um, my, mine and Dave's experience uh, with VETS, the nonprofit Veterans Exploring Treatment Solutions. Uh, so if you haven't heard that episode, dive on back to that because it's got some great information on uh, mine and Dave's experience with going down to Mexico and partaking in Ibogaine therapy, as well as the 5-MeO-DMT uh, last time we did just kind of teeter off, though, um, we wanted to touch on reintegration and what that means. Because when you partake in therapies uh, like Ibogaine and 5-MeO and, and any sort of psychedelic therapy, it's it's a massive, massive change. And there's a big undertaking on the back end that a lot of people don't really talk about. Um, and we, we've I've listened to every single podcast. I know you have, too, on, on all the veterans' different experiences with... Uh, Ibogaine and 5-MeO, but a lot of times they, they miss talking about the, the three to four months afterwards, the reintegration period, because mm. it's, it's a really big part of, of the experience and it's a really big part of setting yourself up for success with it. And Dave and I have great uh, examples of what not to do as well as what to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a really great point. And, <laughs> and just to hammer that on the head even more is you do not expect the changes you're going to go through. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, for one, knew there was going to be an ample amount of changes and shit to shuffle through in the past. Yeah, yeah. But I was not expecting that level. Yeah, so and that intensity of it when when it's explained, and if if you guys if you do decide to to get in contact with vets or any of the other various nonprofits who partake in in psychedelic therapies like this, they will talk to you about it at ad nauseum, which is excellent. Um, but it's important to note that it's not just a one time therapy. You don't show up for a day and and you and you partake, and then you know your your life's changed the following day. There, there is aspects of it that are like that, but there's three to four months of, of hard work that you have to put in afterwards. Yeah. Um, and I think that's missed a lot. So we want to talk about that today. And uh, Yeah, and it's just really important that if you're considering one of these therapies mm -hmm. to do the work that is instructed. Yes. You know, journaling. Yes. Meditation. You know, just reflecting. Yeah. Introspection. Gratitude. <laughs> yes. You know, just, just sitting down in the morning and thinking about what you're grateful for mm -hmm. it changes your entire mindset yeah it changes yeah. your entire mindset it does and as of this week we are four months post-treatment um, yes so it's been four months for myself and dave so we're kind of riding back down to <laughs> down to level but um to, to be completely honest i'm in the past couple of weeks i've noticed a lot of positive changes for myself mm -hmm. 
um, the last three to four months have been have been difficult. Yeah. Um, but self imposed at the same time. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, <laughs> overworking ourselves and yeah, and and that, and that's exactly it. Is like what to do, yeah. what not to do. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing that I always tell anyone who's looking to explore these treatments is to change your setting before you go. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely want to do the work at home, do the integration, get used to meditation. The more mind prep you do, you're going to set yourself up for more success. It's absolutely true. And that's not just relative to to psychedelics either. Um, For instance, I I did the stellate ganglion block Mm -hmm. back in 2019. um, And my, my home, my living situation at the time I, w- I had a, a girlfriend where things were falling apart. Um, I, I, shoot, we were living together at the time. Things were, were not healthy there. Um, I was not in a good mental headspace. I was way overworked. I was working you know, three full-time jobs pretty much between being active duty in the military. I was running a nonprofit, and I was a skydiving instructor on the weekends. So I was literally working myself to death. I had a poor home environment, and I knew I needed a change. And the stellate ganglion block was starting to come to light. Um, and it was becoming a more popular therapy. So I went and I did it and I came back and I felt great for those first two weeks Mm -hmm. and my setting at home, it was shit. Like it was shit. So immediately I fell right back down. You just get sucked right back. Yeah. I spiraled immediately. So I had, I had two good weeks with, you know, like I had numb, like an, I don't want to say a numbed response, but Mm -hmm. like my fight or flight instinct was, was, was dampened a little bit and I felt the positive benefits and then maybe two, two and a half weeks later, like I was right back to it, mm-hmm. um, you know, drinking too much and not taking care of myself. It, it, it's really important to ensure that your home life is, is set up as best as possible. Your setting at home, like where you find solace and peace and you're not overworking yourself. You're making the, the proper decision. You're taking the proper steps for yourself and the right mm-hmm. decisions. It's important. And it's arguably the most important part of attending any of these therapies is the follow on and putting the work in follow on and follow up. Yeah. Or reintegration as we call it (laughs) reintegration. And that's it. And, um, and, and two is understanding that it's not just internal to you. Mm -hmm. You're affected by the external environment. Absolutely. So drastically, right. We mentioned this on the last episode, stepping into the airport, you know, right after this treatment. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, you're in this magical experience for five days with these like-minded individuals, like diving deep into your feelings and exposing these emotions that you've buried for years. Mm, Yeah. And then, you know, you feel so at peace by the time that you pack up and, and head out Yeah, that when you, it's like, you know, coming out of a building in New York city, it (laughs) just whoops in your face <laughs> yeah. it's like a punch in the face it yeah. was yeah. staggering yeah it was and everyone warned us too so again i will reiterate and i'm sorry jt i should have listened to you <laughs> yeah, I know. we got ample warning that if you do decide to partake in one of these take a couple extra days like go go sit on the beach go go just like traipse around in the water like be quiet for a few extra days because the moment you step in the airport, you can feel all the negative energy and it, the anxiety and the anger and it, it's discombobulating and it's disorienting. Disorienting. At the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so take a few extra days if you decide to yeah. <laughs> go and, partake. And I think, I think that's a really good point to talk about. Like if we, knowing what we know now, how would we 
go back and talk to ourselves yeah. on this whole process. Um, and that, that's what we're, we're here sharing these stories about so that when you do consider this, mm-hmm. anyone considers this program, you really take into effect all of the positive benefits you could get from it and understand that you're going into the negative as well. Yeah. You know, it's not just about facing your post-traumatic stress or overcoming, you know, traumatic brain injuries, mm-hmm. you know, anxiety, depression, addiction. Yeah. All of these are great benefits to the program. But you're also reliving your childhood traumas. You're reliving those very, very traumatic situations. And your PTS happens to be such a small blip on your life. Yeah. Um, And most of the time, we understand that our trauma is so dramatic because of the childhood Mm -hmm. traumas that we faced and that we didn't face, you know, we kind of buried did not work. So the way we react to that trauma uh, and adversity that we see nowadays, it's from the past. Yeah. How weird is that? That was, that was a very surprising part. And there was, um, I forget the actual number, but it was something relative to like 85 or 90% of, of people in special operations all have shared childhood trauma. <laughs> like we went around the horn, remember? Yeah. And, and it was just like, yeah, my, my you know, my family beat me. Yeah. <laughs> the family beat me too. And I was sexually assaulted as a child. Oh, and like, you know, oh man, like this. And, and, and guys, this is yeah. not a joke. It's like, not. this is a commonality that is shared between a lot of our special operations warfighters is that just very, very difficult childhood experience that, that motivated them to find that outlet mm-hmm. um, of, you know, refocusing that energy into doing something that is selfless as opposed to selfish. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, you, you hear the same things. Um, oh, they had, they had a difficult childhood and now they're going to shoot up a mall and all this yeah. stuff. And that, that is going the criminal route, but also understand that people do the opposite. Yeah. You know, is I don't want to be like that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, you know, whoever raised me and, and was abusive and all this stuff. I want to be the opposite of that. And, and they end up going a different route. So that's a really good point as yeah. well. And the heartbreaking side of that is we, we, we know these people, like we, we, we've been these people, we've been around these people for, for years. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys and girls who, who chose to enter special operations as a result of childhood trauma to do something better, but then are broken by the things that they experience during that service. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking. They're, they're trying to do something good and positive and beneficial for society and for others as a result of the trauma that they incurred, mm-hmm. only to find themselves right back in the same position as a result of entering special operations or entering the military or, or anything in that aspect. So these are guys, these are guys who are completely selfless only to be broken down again and to have no one take care of them yet again. So like uh, organizations like vets and um, honestly that the VA has really stepped up the past couple of years. I think like, I I know there's a lot of issues with the VA, but I I do see a lot of things moving forward in the right direction with the services that they're starting to offer. Mental health services are now free for life. If you've ever been in the military, if you guys aren't aware of this, the VA now offers mental health services for life. No matter your discharge, I think it's even if you have dishonorable discharge. I mean, uh, yeah, um, it's don't quote me on that. I need to verify that, but yeah, it's for life now. So, but, but you're right. The, the therapies that are coming out now are just far more specialized, mm-hmm. far far more considerate of yeah. the individual now. Acupuncture, yeah, 
you know, Eastern medicine. Yeah, all sorts of different options um, now. Homo- hormone replacement therapy. Yeah, HRT. All of these are new programs that the VA is starting to integrate a little bit more. Chiropractic mm-hmm. work. Yep. I know that's a big one, too, yeah. is, um, you know, how do we get off of prescription medications? And the VA is finally starting to wake up on this. Yeah. We can't My just God. hand out these pills like candy anymore. And that's what's really important. I, I mean, uh, when I started my journey with plant-based medicines, everything else faltered away. Mm. Drinking, you know, prescription medications, the Ambien, the Mm -hmm. Adderall, all of this, these drugs, these are the drugs. Yeah. Um, These are the bad stuff for you. Like, and you don't even realize while you're going through it with this, when you're on a prescription medication and you're taking X amounts, X amount of days. Yeah. Like you don't understand that you're changing your biochemistry considerably. Yeah. And you're becoming reliant on this. Mm -hmm. And then when you don't take that, you don't have access to that prescription or that drug anymore. You become a different person. Yeah. And I remember when I was studying for medical school, um, you know, I had a prescription to Adderall and like, I didn't know how much I had changed Mm -hmm. until I interacted with individuals who were Mm -hmm. just like, you're sharp, like you're sharper and not a mental capacity but like just more abrasive all around yeah Yeah. and and i was just blank Mm. you know it was emotionless and it was just it was interesting that it was more like all logical based yeah and and there was there was no consideration of an uh, of a other person's feelings yeah and that that's horrendous to to become numb yeah that's a huge negative change yeah, I think there's there's a lot of people who find themselves in that boat too, and I think there's still there still is a lot of resistance to to plant based medicines. There um, is so much based based off of the last you know fifty plus years of the war on drugs, which you know it it, it disallowed us to uh, um, to continue studying the the positive benefits of of the use of psychedelics and um, even things like MDMA, which um, you know considered a party drug. No, it still is considered a party drug in many mm-hmm. in many circles if you're overusing it or using it in the yeah. wrong scenarios. But the VA is starting to look into that. The DOD is doing active studies with MDMA for the treatment of of PTSD. Post traumatic. Like, yeah. If we if we had not made these illegal for the use of at least studying them and yeah. the positive benefits for the last fifty years, where would we have been today? Like well, honestly. And and this is this is a definitely could go down the political rabbit hole of big yeah. big pharma for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah. you know, but but the fact of the matter is, and excuse me if I get a little hippy dippy on <laughs> this, but like this is what the earth has provided us. Mm. You know, this is the medication we need to heal ourselves, and we have lost access to this. Yeah. We have been taken away the access to this. Yeah. And if you look at it through the same lens of it is healthier to eat raw vegetables and and meats and you know animal products than it is to consume uh, highly processed foods like highly processed you know corn syrups and 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 you know, all your processed foods. The same thing applies to your medicines. Like there there is a time and a place for highly processed synthesized medicines, but there's Good also point. there's also a lot of natural stuff that's available to us that's highly beneficial mm-hmm. and and there's results that they're showcasing that uh, left and right right now so if you take that same approach like what's holistically better for me as as a human being like should i can can you continue consuming antidepressants every single day where i'm changing my biochemistry and, and then judge others for trying yeah. 
psychedelic medications. Yeah, that happens um, a lot too. You know, while while <laughs> you're you're eating pizza and drinking liters of Coke a day, yeah. like the, there there is a misconception out there, and we're here to bridge that gap. We're yeah. here to educate the public. Um, you know, and I will keep saying this every episode because I believe in it full heartedly, and I know you do as well. How many articles have we started to see now where people are able to overcome their paralysis? Yeah. Um, be able to taste again after radioactive therapies yeah, yeah. for, for cancerous therapies. Yeah, right. Yeah. Those are we've crazy. seen this firsthand, Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and that's only the physical aspect of things, mm -hmm. the mental stuff. I've seen people go from wanting to kill themselves to being the best father mm. I've ever seen, yeah. you know, being, being the best spouse, yeah. being an intricate, integrated member of their family again. Yeah. And like, all it takes is one. Yeah. All it takes is one life to save. And that means so much to me. Yeah, it does. It, I could not agree more. Yeah. It's, it's worth it to take the chance. It, it, the risk is low. We have one, uh, a guy going, I won't mention a name, but, um, he's paralyzed from the sternum down. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's going to this new, uh, this program as well in the next few weeks. Um, because he's been sending me articles nonstop about how like this, th like people are getting up and walking again and he's yeah. getting excited about it. And, and he's going to physical therapy again and he's doing the, the action items required that we yeah. talked about prior to this changing your, um, scene and setting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Set and setting, right? Scene, set, Whatever setting. <laughs> They're S words. Yeah, whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> no, Don't and, embarrass me in public. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> I correct you. You are wrong. No, um, no it's, it's, I think it's wonderful to see people being you know, reignited to, to start taking care of themselves. Mm -hmm. um, we've spent a long time. The past couple of years have been really rough on everyone. Mm -hmm. And I think people are starting to get really fed up with being stuck in that same repetitive cycle in that same repetitive loop, self-isolating, drinking too much, you know, you, you know, using things that are, um, you know, avoidant to facing your feelings. You know, you're trying to, to numb those feelings or, or avoid them or not face them or go through your problems. I think people are starting to get fed up with it. And now's the time. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> real life's back open again like the the country's not shut down anymore like it's it's time to get out of that cycle it's time to get out of that loop it's start time to start taking responsibility for ourselves and you know making sure that we're taking care of our physical health as much as we are our mental health yeah and you know if 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 you're curious about it reach out i i love to talk about this stuff i i'm a huge proponent of it i know dave is too um i th i think it's nothing but beneficial it's got nothing but positive results um that that i've seen um, but it's worth it to take the risk in, in my opinion, to take the chance, like give it a shot. What, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and at this point we've, we've heard of nothing but positive benefits. So, um, definitely as Christian mentioned, if you guys are interested, please reach out to us. We're happy to put you in, in content with a link to apply for this program. Yes. If you are a qualified veteran, they will reach out to you and let you know. Yeah. Um, happy to put the link in the description as well. Yes, absolutely. But make sure you, you keep in mind that if you do decide to go down this, <clears throat> this path, it's going to take a big chunk out of your life, um, for, for a few months and make, make sure you're, you're set, you know, like, like, like we were saying, make sure that your home life is taken care of. But but make sure that you really take into consideration. And if three months sounds like a long time, 
to kind of be thrown off your game or, or to be going through and continue to doing be doing that work, just consider the rest of your life. Like, do you want to continue feeling like this forever? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to take the time right now and, and buckle down and do the work? It's like taking a college course. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, you know, you know what you're signing up for. It's a semester. Okay. Well, I know that for this semester, like I'm going to be doing my full-time job, but I also have to come home and do homework at night. That's exactly what this is. You're signing up for for a college course. It's not all that much extra work, but it is going to to add on to your to your life. It's going to add some some curveballs, um, and, and you're going to have to do the work. You're going to have to put in the time. You're going to have to journal. You're going to have to do the meditation and the self reflection. If you go down there and expect this to be a magic fix it pill, that you're you're going in with the wrong mindset. That's mm-hmm. not what it is. It is a leg up. Much like much like antidepressants were supposed to be used for, it's it's supposed to get you out of that dip, so you can start doing the work for yourself. This does it at a magnitude that is far far beyond that, mm-hmm. um, and it and it can absolutely ignite that passion and that desire to put in the work. Yeah. Um, but just keep in mind, like it's it's going to make a lot of changes. And um, if you're thinking to yourself, well, I've got work and I've got family and I've got all these other responsibilities. Think about how much better those responsibilities are going to be if you're able to actually tackle them without the additional stress, without having anxiety attacks, without having to deal with the post-traumatic stress issues and all the associating issues along, you know, there within. It's going to allow you to to, to take those those on a lot a lot easier and uh, in, in a more holistic manner. I think yeah. ultimately, so just keep in mind and. I always, rec- I always say the oxygen mask theory, right? Hmm. You have to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. If your family is your worry, how much are you helping them right now if you're in a broken state? How, how, yeah. how good are you at your job right now if you're in a broken state? Like, put your own oxygen mask on first, then help others. Yes. Like, you have to. You have to. It's okay to be that you know, selfish like that sometimes. Yeah, and, and you're, you drive a very interesting point, and this is, goes into that conversation about burnout. Hmm. Um, when you go at max capacity, if you're a hundred percent all the time, yeah, you, you can't give a hundred percent the next day. You give Not a piece all. of yourself, right? So that's where pacing comes in. Mm-hmm. And humans are really bad at that. Yeah, humans yeah. are really bad at it. And as a matter of fact, it is a very human trait to be able to pace, right? Mm-hmm. We look at exercise. We look at aerobic oxidation and the ability to reserve our energies Mm -hmm. and not deplete it, not go a hundred percent. And that's the same thing that we got to think about for our mental health is that we need to be able to slow it down so that we could give our best every time. Yeah. I could not agree more. And on that (laughs) (laughs) smooth transition, (laughs) uh, did you have anything else on the, I did have one other thing I noticed that you said leg up. Oh, and yeah. I thought that might have been a sick joke that you said towards me because I have one leg. It would be leg off. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite Lord of the Rings character? Oh, Aragon. Legless. <laughs> if I had to go with a nerdy answer. Damn it. <laughs> Legolas. Legolas. <laughs> Pretty good, actually. How long have you been sitting on that one? <laughs> too long. Oh, that's too great. long. That was uh, off the cuff. <laughs> Um, smooth transition because uh, speaking of reintegration and rebuilding physiology, we uh, I'm, I'm going on a trip here shortly with an yes. awesome group of people. Yes, the Human Performance Project, and you got to like let's let's talk about that segue because this was 
from our buddy Ryan that we went through the program with. Yes. Yeah. He's a Navy SEAL. Hoo-ha. You could probably pick up his book. He, he does have a book. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a book. <laughs> and a patent. And uh... <laughs> Yeah. No, he, he's, a, he's a great guy. Yes, we went, We went through this program uh, together. Just a little uh, preface is that, um, you know, he was very struggled, struggling as well with this, uh, you know, connecting with his family on a deeper level and yeah. felt just disconnected like most of us do in reintegrating into society. And he went through this program and it was great to see in five days, five people mm. completely change their demeanor yeah. and like go from the roughest, toughest tumbling dudes mm. to singing, you know, singing and, and, and <laughs> chatting about their feelings around a campfire. Yeah, kumbaya around. Kumbaya <laughs> with their rattles, you know, just a little Moroccan. Yeah, you know, and I, I think that's really interesting uh, to note uh, and reinforce at the same time is that that tough but tender nature is really, really important. It is. Um, it, you know, you could you could have an excellent resume where you kicked bad guys in the face yeah. your whole career for many years, and it's okay to still cry. It's still okay to have hugs and, yeah. and share your feelings. Yeah. Um, so he was able to do that. And he is so connected with his family now. I'm so happy with him and his, his uh, kids. Yeah, and, his journey. Yeah. And, and then, um, you know, within that, I think it opened up a whole new world for him as well. Mm. And let him really embark on a journey that he's always been passionate about, always wanted to do. Yeah. And I think that... Like you said, four months later, <laughs> we've come out of it, and now you're involved in this trip called yeah. the Human Performance Project, yeah, Seven X Project, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, like Dave said, we met uh, we met Ryan uh, down in down in Mexico. We partook in treatment together. He was a Team Seven SEAL who uh, a couple of years ago his his sniper partner took his life, and this was the guy who raised him in the teams. Um, his best friend for over a decade um his his literal literal partner uh sniper partner um and the you know the guy he looked up to uh ended up taking his life without reaching out to anyone seeking help it just happened um and that you know that that prompted ryan to to want to start searching there there are all these studies going on with the mental health side and uh you know studies with uh, TBI and, and, and everything else, but nobody's studied rebuilding the physiology because <clears throat> a lot of guys, uh, on the military and the special operations side, they are exposed to very traumatic things or exposed to, um, explosions and, uh, you know, dead people and all sorts of things. But at the same time, we have first responders who are exposed to much less gruesome things typically. Um, but they're taking their lives at the same rate as military members, even if they're not exposed to you know terribly traumatic things or TBIs or explosions or whatever it is. They're still taking their lives at the same rate, and so that prompted um, a study within within the group that uh, that we all now work with to study human physiology as it relates to mental health and suicide, because there is there is a link, there is a correlation, and that's what this whole project is trying to understand. We're trying to to put those puzzle pieces together to understand what within our physiology is causing us, causing you know these people to commit suicide, even if they're not showing signs of mental health disorders or depression or anxiety, or even if they're not experience, experiencing it at all. They're still choosing to take their lives. So there's a physiology 
uh, or physiological aspect to it. And that's what we're studying here. So the 7X project, um, much like the uh, the previous uh, Seven Continents project, a lot of people followed along with. It's very similar, but ours is more focused on the study of uh, rebuilding human physiology. So the project is we're traveling to all seven continents over seven days. There's a team of athletes who's going to do a marathon, a swim, and a skydive or base jump on each continent each day. So it's 168 miles, I think, total, 168 miles total over seven days. I mean, it's, it's, it's a treacherous feat, but we're choosing to completely destroy our physiology here. And then over the next 12 months, it's going to be studied and, and followed very, very closely. Uh, there's, there's sometimes daily events, there's weekly events where, um, where they're doing brain scans and blood work and, it's, it's going to be uh, studied and monitored very closely so that we understand how to properly rebuild physiology mm-hmm. after you're completely broken. And we're developing a manual out of this. So that manual is then going to be given to the DOD. It's going to be given to first responders. And all of the proceeds that, that come here within are, are being donated to uh, many military and veteran charities, both U.S. and NATO. Um, it's, it's, I think it's a fantastic, a fantastic culmination event here. Mm-hmm. So how we can truly understand what it takes to rebuild that physiology, and maybe we can start applying these tactics and these methodologies to our military, to our first responders, and hopefully we can start to address the suicide rate and yeah. and do something to to really combat it. Um, and it and it needs to be done. I think our numbers yeah. our numbers are starting to go back up. Yeah, uh, the State of the Union was last night, and they said seventeen was the last VA. Um, or as of yesterday, yeah, seventeen so, a day. Yeah, so seventeen a day has been it's been going on. Um, yeah. You know, we we're very used to the number twenty two a day. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that did decrease a few mm-hmm. years ago, but there is something going around in this season right yeah. now where people are really struggling. Yeah, and I I, I lost a, a friend a couple weeks ago um, to suicide as well. When yeah. we thought he was doing really well, I know that we've had a lot more outreach yeah. reaches lately. Um, so these kind of trips are important because they really showcase through, I mean, a wonderful journey. I yeah. mean, seven continents, it's bound to get attention as well. Yes. Yeah. And raise that awareness that it needs. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's, that's the goal is, you know, it's, it's not about really setting a world record or, or, or getting attention or, or, or whatever it is. It's, it's about breaking ourselves for, for the greater good. So we can figure out how to rebuild, build ourselves properly. Um, and if we, if we have that understanding, maybe we can apply some of those tactics and, mm-hmm. and start to help, you know, post-deployment or, or, you know, you know, once a year for firefighters or police officers or anybody who's really putting themselves in, in, uh, physical harm or, you know, in, in that setting, uh, getting a chance to understand how to rebuild that properly and appropriately. So super excited about this trip. Um, Mm -hmm. I am going, I'm acting as a medical coordinator. Um, I'm kind of corralling. We have some VIPs attending who are help, uh, these guys basically paid for the trip. So we have some guys who shelled out a whole lot of money on the personal side mm-hmm. to uh, attend the trip with us. Um, so super thankful to to the VIPs there and and the people who helped make this trip happen uh, up front. Um, so I'll be acting as a medical coordinator, and then I'm jumping as well, mm-hmm. obviously. 
um, professional skydiver for <laughs> years. So yeah. I'll be taking some pictures and videos of these guys. What, what, uh, what continents cool. are you looking forward to the most? Antarctica is, is number one. I mean, yeah. I, I know like a handful of people who have ever been to Antarctica. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about yeah. um, altitude and yeah. temperature. Yeah. So we're, we are traveling from Antarctica uh, and then the second stop is going to be Australia. So obviously we're south of uh, south of the equator there. Um, so it's summertime in Antarctica and Australia right now, where it's our winter time here in the states. Uh, so in Antarctica, it's still cold as shit. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's summertime, ambient temperatures on the ground are about fifteen degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at altitude, with the skydives, we're expecting. Um, negative about 85 degrees. And then with wind chill and free fall, we're expecting down to negative 200 degrees immediately going to, uh, uh, to Perth, Australia, where the ambient temperature is about 85 degrees on the ground. (laughs) So big difference. So yeah, almost a 300 degree (laughs) magnitude change in, in 24 hours. But you're, you know, you're going through it so fast that you're just blinking through it. You sure. Know? But the guy's running a marathon <laughs> on uh, each continent. Yeah. So I'll take him... skydiving over yeah. a marathon any day. You and me both, brother. Oh. <laughs> like they're, they're going for it. Uh, I commend them, but uh, marathon every single day. Is with... Ryan running a marathon? He is. Isn't oh, he? yeah. Oh, yeah. That dude's Ryan crazy. Ryan is a runner. He likes, yeah. guy loves to run. Oh, the, the group of people that we have on the, the, the team, I mean, it's, it's, really hard hitting special operators. I mean, there's a, there's a former CAG guy, it's a bunch of seals, green berets, like really hard hitting guys who mm-hmm. are, you know, putting themselves through the ringer for I'm this. Sure. It's cause I'm sure. it's cause we all believe in it. You know, we've yeah. all had friends who've, who've taken their lives and we, we understand that there is more to study and we're, you know, we're willing to put ourselves in the line or these guys are rather, you know, willing to, to risk themselves and, and uh, push himself to the very brink. Yeah, I think I think that's a really important piece to note is challenging your minds, challenging your body mm. is something that we shelf. Yeah, you know, for our younger years, especially yeah. like post thirties, you see a lot of people like who were very physical mm-hmm. and you know physically job oriented right military was go 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 20 mile rucks whatever the case may be yeah and somewhere along the lines we get kind of fat and sassy when we stop challenging ourselves (laughs) lean into comfort yeah Yeah. and and we get into that routine so um we're not able to become better versions of ourselves Mm. unless we shed that old version right Um, I know for a fact that I've been through some very, very challenging situations. You have as well. And going through day-to-day challenges, I could get through those a lot more streamlined. Yeah. Because I could fall back onto memories of like, well, at least I'm not getting shot at. Yeah. (laughs) You know? At least no one's trying to kill me right now. No one's trying to kill me. I have a, a warm house. I have a roof over my head. Yep. And then... You know, within that, your gratitude starts building too. So mm-hmm. your mentality becomes better because of it. Yeah. So going through something hard and difficult puts you in a better mindset. Absolutely. How crazy is that? Yeah. Uh, facing your adversity. Facing what? your creating yeah. adversity though. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about is creating adversity for yourself. Go do the 5K. Mm-hmm. Do the 10K. Do the marathon. Yes. Um, while you do it, yeah, this is bad for my knees. It hurts my back. But yeah. That is the challenge. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, it's very physically demanding. Yes. But the mental 
aspect that you get out of that is really important. And the delineation here between creating adversity and manufacturing adversity mm -hmm. are very, very different. And I, I really like to drive this point home because a lot of people, especially now, getting softer and softer, and they're starting to call everything trauma or every, every little bit. And that is manufacturing adversity you're creating it for your you're, you're manufacturing it you're not creating it true story creating and seeking adversity is completely different where you want to partake yeah i'm gonna go to the gym i'm gonna <clears throat> i'm gonna get my lifts up i'm gonna do this 5k or 10k i'm gonna do something that's difficult versus i had something you know not go my way and i'm going to you know revel in that mm -hmm. i'm going to let that defeat me that's manufacturing adversity yeah and and truly just another word to reinforce that is inventing mm -hmm. yeah exactly and yeah. you're you're inventing that um for yourself yeah and that is putting so the difference how do we identify the difference of that yeah in that one leads to a positive outcome the other leads to a negative yes right if one is more of a victim mentality the other is forward thinking. Yeah, overcoming. Right? Yeah. Overcoming, right? And when you're inventing something, when you're manufacturing that adversity, you are really setting yourself up for failure mm -hmm. because you close into yourself. Yes. And that's the problem, right? If we're inventing problems for ourselves, mm -hmm. we're going to complain. We're going to bitch. We're going to moan. Yep. We're going to speak more with our lower self, right? In, in the opposite of, of doing something to challenge yourself physically yeah. and or mentally mm -hmm. um, for a positive outcome is how you create this. You know, you can be the victim or the victor here. Yeah. Right? That's exactly it. That's yeah. a good way of putting it. And I'm, I, 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 we're both, we're both guilty of that. I, I know I am for sure. And that's something that honestly, my taking it, taking it back to psychedelics, my, my Ibogaine journey, it was fucking hard. Like, yeah. I had I had a terrible experience during my you know my my IPN yeah. journey, but that's what it was for. That's, Absolutely, and that's exactly what it was for was to put things in perspective for me. Like, oh, you want a bad day? Here's a bad day. Like, yeah, and now you can compare this to to other things. Yeah, and and that's that's what it provided me. Um, was it hard to get through? Absolutely, but. It showed me what what a zero out of ten on the on the scale on the scale was that like it provided me a zero out of ten like this is a really shitty time that you can put up against now you can compare and contrast to the, to the rest of your days that's it is it like this experience no okay well you can survive this you can get through this you can face this adversity and make it through yeah and you know. a really good point too that I want to I want to hit on is that it's not comparing. Mm -hmm. You're not comparing this situation to the adversity that someone else yes. has faced. Yes. And that's a really big point because I know there's an uh, there's a certain percentage of audience members out there that's like, oh, you know, like I've never been through that situation. Yeah, I wasn't blown up. But, uh, yeah, okay. Man. Don't compare yourself to my situation. Yeah. Compare yourself to your adversities that you faced in your life, whatever that might may be. And that that's your anchor. That's your mark. Yes. Right? Yeah. If If it was childbirth mm -hmm. which is extremely difficult something that i could never ever speak on but might be a traumatic and yet beautiful experience for you mm -hmm. you know that that's when you're you're sitting sitting in that office and you're like well man I, i'm at a nine to five you know and, and it's just it, i'm really in my head right now and I, i'm just not feeling it and then you could remember hey, well at least i'm not going through that pain right now yeah and 
the, the difference is, is you're not discrediting yourself because you faced that. Yes. You discredit yourself when you compare yourself to others. Absolutely. So never look at other people's stories as something where you're like, you know, and, and, and this happens to me when I, when I'm speaking all the time, all the time, <laughs> people come up, up to me after I'm done and they'll say, Hey, I've never done this. I've never done what you did. Mm-hmm. I just, and yeah. I call it my just theory because yeah. I hear it so often. I was just in a car accident. I, I yeah. just did one deployment. Yeah. I just did two deployments. Yeah. I never did what you did. I've never been blown. I've never yeah. experienced. And I'm like, okay, let's pump the brakes. Yeah. Stop looking at my story mm-hmm. because you're devaluing yourself and your story and the adversities that you face. Those obstacles and challenges are unique to you. Yeah. And you really have to just peel back the layers of what's going on in your world to really dissect the issues here. Mm-hmm. And when you're looking at me, when you're looking at him, when you're looking at her, uh, she's done sexual trauma. You know, I could never imagine that. Blah blah. blah. He's got one leg missing. I got two. Le- yeah. You just go down this rabbit hole. And I remember being in the hospital um, when people would come up to me and be like, at least you have both legs as they're sitting there with both their legs. Yeah. Trying to relate to me mm-hmm. and tell me that it's all going to be fine. Yeah. And, and that, that's another identifying piece of me comparing myself mm-hmm. is like, like, why should I listen to them? Yeah. Don't listen to them. You don't have to. They, they have no idea. Yeah. So I need to stop giving my energy to them. Mm-hmm. Because they have no idea. And exactly. I need to understand that I'm I'm dealing with the situation of having one leg myself. Yeah. And I'm going to have to deal with that. Yes. I'm going to have to figure that out. I'm not worried about not having two legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, and, and if you go down that path, it's never ending. Because, yeah, you, you, you have one leg. But... You know, we've had we've had guys in here who are missing both legs. But guess what? We also had people on who are missing three limbs and completely paralyzed <laughs> and four limbs and and no eyes and they're blind or it burns all over their entire nine, body. Yeah, ninety five percent. It always it's, could be worse. People, it could always always someone be worse off. Worse. Yeah. And when you say it could be worse to somebody, it's probably the worst thing that you could say to them. Yeah. It yeah. could be worse. You're discrediting everything that they've gone Absolutely. through. Absolutely. Yeah. Your problems don't matter because it could be worse. Yeah. You, I mean, I know you lost one leg, but you could be a ginger, Dave. I mean, I mean it could be worse. You're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so I, I think that's yeah. a really important to, uh, to note is that when we're facing our adversities, we, 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 need, we need to create some challenges for ourselves. We yes. need to create yeah. that adversity um, so that we could shed our skin and become better versions of ourselves. Yeah. Stop comparing ourselves to others mm. and stop like with the intrusive thoughts, stop yeah. discrediting ourselves, mm-hmm. stop devaluing ourselves and our stories yeah. and learn from them and but, think of it as a positive correlation, a positive experience. At least for me, I, I have been working dramatically on this and I know we've talked about it mm-hmm. uh, numerous times is really appreciating your adversity, even yeah. the, even the shitty ones, even the me getting blown up. Yeah. Like to nowadays I look at it as perspective is this might be, have been one of the best things that has ever happened to me. I know for a fact it is because I'm the man I am today because I did face that challenge. Yes. Right. That bomb that detonated doesn't define me, but the work I did to overcome that does. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, I think that's, if you, if you choose to, to do the woe is me route or the, the self pity route or, or whatever it is and, or the compare and contrast route, like we've been talking about, if you choose to go down that, 
it only ends one way, like, mm-hmm. or it doesn't end rather. Like it, it just continues. It continues to be negative. If you choose to go down the woe is me route or the, the compare and contrast route, it's not that it only ends in one way. Is It's that it never ends. That's a never ending battle. It's a never ending um, like cycle. You have to choose to work on those issues that, that you want to define you, right? You have to you have to put in the work. You have to make the decisions. But if you just compare and contrast, well, like oh, this guy's way worse off than me. Uh, maybe I should just shut up about it. Well, no, like that's that's not the right answer. You need to work on your the issues that are you know defining you or the issues that that you're having right now. It's it's that's the most important thing for yourself is to put in the work now and stop comparing it to other people. Like yeah. It could always be worse. Like I could have been blown up, but what does that do for me? That, that doesn't solve any of my issues. That doesn't help me progress and and grow as a person. It doesn't help me be grateful for anything either. Mm-hmm. It, it only puts uh, the sour taste in your mouth um, when you're speaking yeah. to people who are you know you might perceive as being better off than you. Like yeah. it, that's all it does is it creates a, a vicious circle for that and a sour taste at the end of the day. Yeah, and 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 this just reminds me of the saying: is is just happiness is a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Happiness is really a choice. It's perspective. Yeah. And being able to zoom out a mm-hmm. little bit and understand where you're sitting at is very important. Yeah. It very is very important. It is important. Yeah. Reintegration goes hand in hand with, with that kind of stuff. Um and yeah. and choosing choosing to take the journey and, and yeah. That's saying yes to opportunities. Yeah. 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 Um nothing is gonna happen to you ever. Yeah. When you say no, yeah. <laughs> when you sit at home and you are in your head, most of the time, that's when the problems occur. Mm-hmm. And what, what I always look at is that when you're depressed, your head is in the past. Mm-hmm. When you're anxious, your head is in the future. Yeah, thinking ahead. Yeah. You know, when you have that, that happiness, that true presence, that's in the moment. Yeah. You know, really just enjoying what's around you. Like, ha- how many times do we drive to work or drive to the gym or drive to Starbucks and not even remember how we got there mm-hmm. because we're so in our heads yeah. that, you know, we're just thinking our life away mm. and worrying about these little things yeah. that don't matter at the end of the day. It's true. They don't matter. Yeah. And you're like, and, and, and that's a, that's a difficult pill to swallow is that a majority of our problems in this world don't matter. And when you're sitting there on your deathbed or, in the middle of Afghanistan, looking up at the stars, thinking this might be your last night on Earth. Yeah, you do not think about taxes. Man, I never got that memo, and my boss is pissed at me. Yeah, the TPS reports. Yeah, TPS <laughs> reports is a good example. Yeah. Um, you're you're not you're not thinking about. Hey, I have work tomorrow. I need to call in and let them know I'm not going to be there. Yeah, it's it's like, man, I, I wish I had said that to my mom or said that to yeah. my my brother, or dad, or whatever sister who family member. I, I wish I had more time with my kids. Yeah. You know, and it, it always comes back to wanting more present moments, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Not not the anxieties, not the little things. It's it's about the true meaning of life, and that's really enjoying yourself. And we live in this society where you work nine to five, you get home, you're exhausted, mm-hmm. you put on TV, so you turn your brain off even more, yeah. and then you go to bed, rinse and repeat. Yep. And that's your cycle. And that that's over and over. No wonder why we're in a society that is so depressed and anxious right now. Yeah. 
it, it's it's because we have no outlets anymore. So get out there, do the five k, mm. find a, a knitting group. Who knows? <laughs> like, find a book club. Yeah. Do something that challenges your mind, breaks up the monotony a mm-hmm. little bit, and you're gonna find that that is therapy for you. Yes, you don't have to go see a counselor or a psychiatrist, psychologist. Mm-hmm. You could talk to your friend yep. and and you know go to the botanical gardens every <laughs> once in a while, see some flowers. <laughs> And just enjoy that moment. Like, challenge yourself to not think. And that, when you say happiness is a choice, that's the choice that you're making. You're not choosing to, uh, I'm happy now. That's that's not what we're saying. It's it's that right there. Making the decision. Okay, I'm going to get out and I'm going to do something different today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change, I'm going to shake up my life. I'm I'm not just going to. I'm not just going to sit on social media and doom scroll, or I'm not going to, you know, watch TV for you know twelve hours today. I'm going to get out, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to go surfing today. I'm going to go ride a bike today. I'm going to go walk the the Japanese tea gardens. You know, yeah. get out some nature. I'm going to go hiking today. Interesting. Play with my dog. That's the choice that you make. Those are the choices. That is happiness is a choice. Being grateful for the position that you're in, but make the choice to do something for yourself that brings you joy. Yes. Like that's that's the decision we're talking about that you have to make. Like obviously put things in perspective, but continue to put things in perspective and allow yourself to grow. That's 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 how it happens. That's yeah, it. And simple. That's, that's yeah. state dependent mentality it all is. in itself as well is how many times when we're sad do we go to the sad playlist mm-hmm. on Spotify? Yeah, I'm not sad and, enough. <laughs> and I'm not sad enough. And then I'm gonna put the sad songs on yeah. and I just fuel yeah. I fuel that yeah. that mentality and it it's and, and it becomes all too consuming. Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, it's all day. Yeah. And you're like, man, I don't know what upset me so much. Well, maybe it's that state dependent mentality that mm-hmm. you keep reinforcing. Yeah. So you gotta break that up. Instead of a negative feedback loop, we gotta make this break this feedback loop completely. Yes. Right? Is and, and that's a fucking hard thing to do. It if is. I <laughs> you know, I know that um you know, I'm having a bad day. The the last thing I want to do is put on the, the club music, you know? Yeah, yeah <laughs> and, exactly. And change that up. But yes, that's what you got to do. Um, we've heard these um, from all of these really prestigious and well-known mental health coaches and motivational speakers, Tony Robbins mm-hmm. um, and his uh, Superman stance theory, right? Yeah, yeah. Is to pose like Superman looking up with your... Uh, hands on your hips for three minutes or two, two, three minutes and understanding that that posture, uh, it's a power posture and it changes your mentality. Um, We've heard this with smiling too, is Mm -hmm. if you're in the car driving, just smile. Mm -hmm. It looks awkward as shit. I've seen, we've all seen the new movie (laughs) smile, which is creepy. Creepy Uh, You haven't seen that one. (laughs) Watch it. Yeah. Watch watch it. But um, you know, smiling, even when you're in a bad mood, is proven mm. to elevate your mood. Yeah, yeah. That or what I always say, try to make somebody else laugh. If you're in a shitty mood, try to make someone else laugh. Yeah. Seriously, it's really hard to do if you're in a shitty mood. True and if story. you can do it, it's going to change your mood as well. Like make somebody else laugh. But yeah, there's there's tons of opportunity like that. But it's important yeah. to, if you don't know how to start, it's we can give you the simple answers, right? If you don't know how to start, reverse engineer it. What are the things that make you happy? Write those things down. Okay, the things that make me happy are uh, riding mountain bikes, hiking, being in nature, playing with my dog. Okay, there's there's four good examples there. Now, when I'm having a shitty mood, I'll look at that list. Okay, well, maybe I should do one of these things today. How can I incorporate that into my life today? Mm-hmm. That's it. 
Like it's, yeah. it, it, it takes, it takes work. It, and it's easy to shelf those things, right? It is. It's yeah, easy to say, I, I'm not going to go today. I'm yeah. going to go tomorrow. So yeah. this, this brings me up to a good point, which you just, you, you just mentioned is a, a, a challenge that I've been doing for myself through my integration period is when it pops up to my mind, mm-hmm. take the action, mm-hmm. right? So, um, very easy example. My clothes were in the dryer. They're dried. Yeah. I'm going to leave them there. Like how many times do we leave <laughs> our clothes in the dryer and then yeah. three days have passed? I'll fold we, them in the morning. Yeah. I'll fold them in yeah. the, and three days have passed and they're still in the dryer. Yeah. Right. Like it pops into my mind. Okay. Do it now. Yep. Take the action to do it. And, and then once you're doing it, that all that, like all it, all of it falters away. I'm yeah. just like procrastination mm-hmm. disappears. And, yep. and, and then you feel at the end of the day, you're like, Oh, I did like 17 chores today. I folded laundry. I cleaned the kitchen. Yep. You know, I, I even did the blinds today, whatever pops up into your mind, mm. do it for two weeks and see how your life changes. Yeah. Procrastination is just something that happens when our mind controls us. Yes, absolutely. When it right. Yeah. Is I, I'll do, I'll do it later. Yeah. I'll do it later. It. No, if it pops in your brain, do it. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, I wanted to go to the botanical gardens. Go today. You got a couple hours. Go. Yeah, yeah just go. I don't know why I keep saying botanical gardens. Do you want to? Do go? we need to go? Do you want to go to the botanical? Okay, gardens? Let's, let's quit this up. Uh, we're gonna wrap up early. <laughs> <laughs> the botanical gonna walk to the botanical gardens. I right, listen. I love flowers. <laughs> they smell delicious. They look pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know what to do with that. Yeah. Not much. You I can don't do know with what to do with that. But I, I think I think that's the point. Is 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 taking action. Learning to challenge yourself in a society that that really you know drives home the fact that it's hard to it's hard to put in challenges yeah. you know when you're working a nine to five job in a cubicle where you know your fellow you know colleagues are draining your energy the energy vampires out there <laughs> yeah. and, and then coming back home and saying well fuck it you know I, I, I'm exhausted I'm just gonna I'm just gonna watch TV mm-hmm. and like that's that's the wrong thing to do. That's a choice. That is a choice. This is, a, this and, is the right choice. And the whole, I'm going to start Monday. How many times have you heard that? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it is it is now first week of February. Uh, how many people are out of the gym? <laughs> yeah. How many people have stopped showing up already? That's a great one. A lot of them. Yeah. That's a great How many example. people have given up on their New Year's resolutions already? We're yeah. Four weeks in. Congratulations. Like one out of 12 months. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't make it very far. Yeah, and that, that I'll start next year. That is um, <laughs> discipline. Yeah, that's discipline. And that's something that's hard to cultivate in ourselves if we oh, don't. Fuck yeah, yeah. If you if you don't have accountability, if you don't have somebody hopping, <laughs> uh, there's there's a really good one about uh, a guy. Um, it was a story on the early internet, um, like early internet days, where this dude uh, called his buddy a fat fuck. He sent him the text message that said, "Hey, you're a fat fuck." every single day to, to like motivate <laughs> it's not the right thing to do in my opinion but depending on your friendship and your yeah. relationship but that's what he did like texted him hey you're a fat fuck every morning and the guy ended up like taking it seriously he's like hey, that motivated me to start losing weight and lost mm. like hundreds of pounds or like i remember yeah. that st- story floating around but like having accountability like that's I'm not telling you to like talk to your friends like that. I don't talk to my friends like that, but yeah. um, you know, I'm real with, I'll be real with my friends, but accountability is important and it's hard to be accountable to yourself sometimes. It so is. So ask somebody to, to be accountable for you. Ask a friend like, Hey, this is my goal. Can, can you keep me accountable for the next, you know, next couple of weeks to yeah. make sure that I'm starting to build these positive habits? 
yeah a lot of people will be open to that and it doesn't take a whole lot of extra a whole lot of extra work like if i have to give you a phone call every day and like hey did you do this thing today that you wanted to do no well why not and yes you know, give somebody the the leeway to question you and to hold you accountable like and that's it accountability buddy yeah. yeah exactly accountability buddy and <laughs> i think i think that's a, a just an amazing point is is that oftentimes the most hurtful things that are said to us mm-hmm. resonate so deeply yeah. because they're probably true, right? Possibly, yeah. Um, or at least you think that they're true, mm-hmm. right? If someone comes up to you and says you're a fat fuck <laughs> and you get offended, yeah. it's probably because you have some um, self-doubt yourself. Yeah. Um, you have something going on in your world where that is getting to you because you're letting it. Yeah. Right? And... Most of the time, you know, yeah, there we we never want to go down that route of mm-hmm. like negative reinforcement. Yeah, yeah, I, I or, you know, yeah, and I know, again. I know that's a great example. <laughs> not, not I just want to reinforce that <laughs> in that you know that's how people you know jump off buildings. Yeah, you know, exactly. is 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 it, and that's bullying, mm-hmm. and that's a negative way of approaching it, right? Um, but you hear these stories of mm. the ex-boyfriend calling me fat and you don't look yeah. good in this, blah, blah, blah. They break up with him, but yeah. they completely change their lives around mm-hmm. and are healthy. And I'm not saying like, I'm not saying that you have to fit the, the, the measurements of, yeah. you know, beautiful yeah. Barbie, you know, blonde haired Barbie. Yeah. You don't have to have a six you pack. Know, like it's fine. beauty is in all sorts, but what it, my definition of beauty is, loving yourself. Mm-hmm. So whatever that version of loving yourself is, um, you know, and I know that we're in this culture now where it's just like, you know, be free and flow however you want. There is also other underlying factors of like, you know, when you're overweight, so is your heart, yeah. you know? So like a overall holistic health is really important. And mm-hmm. there is such thing as healthy. Yeah. And there is truth behind that. Yeah, and, <laughs> and truth. Yeah. Like there, there is, but, but, understanding that sometimes these negative things that people are saying mm-hmm. hurt you so deep because maybe you think it's true. Mm-hmm. So reevaluate that and rechannel it into a way that'll motivate you to becoming a better version of yourself. Yeah. Choose, choose what to do with that. And, and you get to the same way, like how we started this podcast. A lot of special operators have childhood trauma. A lot of people who have childhood trauma also choose to, uh, drink themselves and, and, and use, use illicit drugs and, you know, go down the opposite rabbit hole, negative reinforcement based on that experience. Mm-hmm. Much like this, if you find truth in that and you want to, you want to dwell on it, you want to be the, the woe is me, you can, but you can also use it to motivate yourself much like special operators choose to do when they have childhood trauma. And they're like, I'm going to do something positive with this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to use that as motivation. Okay. Same applies, you know, same rules apply here. Choose the right thing to do with it. Let it motivate you. Prove them wrong. Prove them wrong. Prove mm-hmm. yourself right. Mm-hmm. And that, that it, it comes down to a choice. Um, how do you want to respond to it? There's <laughs> there's a, a infinite number of circumstances you can find yeah. yourself in where you get to make that choice. So yeah, make that choice. Use it, use it to motivate you. Man, I, I love it. And I, I just, I truly love talking about uh, mental health and I think it is so important nowadays The, you know, we still have a lot of conflicts that mm-hmm. are going on overseas. We yeah. still have a lot of our military service members spun up, Yeah, but 
it, it is not Afghanistan. It's not Iraq anymore. Uh, a, a mass, well, yeah. it, it's not. Well, a lot yeah. of those guys are retired. Yeah. A lot of those yeah. warfighters have hung up their hats mm-hmm. and hung up their uniforms um, and are coming back into a society where they're expected to function properly and survive. Yeah. Um, and are just closing themselves off. And this is what we're seeing now, um, you know, a few years after the shutdown now is, you know, COVID fucked with everybody's head mm-hmm. coming out of that. And then it's it's back in a society. Everybody's acting different too. Yeah. It's like the, there's a sense of entitlement there. Mm-hmm. There's there is an awakening as mm-hmm. well. I think that more people are, are conscious to the lies that are happening around them. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's really important to note that we're here to share and spread the stories to educate our audience of the mental adversities, the physical limitations, and everything else that comes with such an extensive sacrifice to this country, Mm. you know? So, you know, it's interesting stuff. And I know you and I could talk forever, but you know, one of our, uh, one of the great things is that our new partner at the Robert Irvine foundation, um, that's, that's a primary focus of what we do there is to help with the mental health. So if you like what we're doing here and you want to learn more, go visit the Robert Irvine foundation.org. And if you really want to make a difference, we do now have a co-donation page Ooh, for yeah. Medivac that is earmarked for some of the amazing stuff we're going to do to help our audience yes. and heroes and yeah. guests and all this stuff. It's going to be great. So if you want to make a difference, go to um, uh, donate at robertirvinefoundation.org slash Medivac. Or and- you can also go to medevacpodcast.com and uh, there's a little donate button right on the top. Click that, and it goes right to it. Boom. Same landing page. We're going to do that one. Yeah. And if you, uh, yeah, it goes right to the same landing page, so it'll it'll redirect. But if you're curious what's going to happen with those funds, you're going to get to see that live. Well, kind of live. You're going to get to see that on the show this year. So we're going to have guests on who we're we're going to actually use those funds to change their lives on on air. Um, you know, awarding Mobius iBots. Yeah, mobility devices. Our special reconnection episodes yeah. are going to be bigger and badder this year, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. Um, and, you know, service dogs, mm-hmm. counseling services, yeah. all of these resources we have access to now yep. um, are going to be just peppered throughout the show. So I'm super excited for yeah. this new change or new partnership. Same. Black, back with Black Rifle Coffee. Woo! With the Robert Irvine Foundation yeah. making a difference for our nation's heroes. Mm. Well, I couldn't have said it any better. And if you want live updates... Oh, yeah. Head to our Instagram, at Medivac Podcast. You can uh, reach myself and Dave there directly. Um, you can see live updates on the show. And we are going to be doing live Q&A sessions that will turn into episodes. So if you want to be on there and you want to ask us questions live, and we'll answer them right there. We'll have conversations with you guys. We'll invite you on. Uh, that's where you're going to find that. So at Medivac Podcast, you guys know how the Instagram works. Go follow. Yeah. Go follow and yeah. and we will be having, um, just just for the audience to know, is every Thursday's release day. Yes. So yeah. we're, we're maintaining that schedule. Thursdays. So Thursdays are Medivac days. Yeah. Yeah, Thursdays. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that has been the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, again, reach out to us if you guys have questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions for guests and topics let us know what you want to hear let us know who you want us to talk to uh we we really appreciate your uh your suggestions and if you think you're a candidate for the show also reach out because uh 
Yeah, we're pretty receptive. <laughs> like, all you got to do is email at info at medevacpodcast.com. Dot com. Yeah, that's it. Awesome. All right, friends. Bye. Thanks, all.